0: From news across the world to events in your community. Hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. He's been fabulous, than ever this week. Did more clackety clack than was ever done before, and we appreciate his help and hard work. So he gets to enjoy a couple of two three days off. So Rob sent our fabulous producer on vacation next week. So we hope he gets some much 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 needed R and R. We always appreciate his help and hard work. On the newsline with us now, movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic website, aisleseat.com. He's a staff writer for Ranker, member of the Critics' Choice Association and the Online Film Critics Society, winner of awards, author of books, enjoyer of a sponsor, the Campus Theater, campustheater.org, and just a super-duper tweeter, at aisleseat. Have you been as active on Twitter? I haven't been on in that quite as much myself. Mike?
1: Yeah, I have. Constant movie talk and things like that. I've been watching a lot of movies, tweeting about movies, trying to recommend things people can watch at home while movie theaters are closed. So, uh, yeah, I've been tweeting away pretty furiously lately.
0: And when will we see movie theaters open? We know some are open. What's the status around here?
1: Uh, schedule is still set for the end of this month for both the campus theater and the local AMC. Of course, that's subject to change depending on what happens with the coronavirus. But right now, they are still scheduled to open in a few weeks. All right,
0: fabulous. Well, we got uh, three recommendations you mentioned you could pass along today, so we'll take them, we'll knock them down in order. The Secret Garden.
1: Yeah, The Secret Garden, based on the Beloved Children's Book, there have been four previous screen versions of this at least. And I kind of thought, well, do we need one more? Uh, But then I saw the movie, and it's actually a pretty good adaptation of it. Colin Firth plays a a very angry man who has to take in his orphan niece, and she ignores the rules of his home and finds the secret garden hidden in the back, hence the title, The Secret Garden. And and, uh, anybody who's read the book or seen the previous versions knows that there's some magic in that uh, garden. But uh, what I liked about the movie, I thought that they used CGI very well to bring the garden to life, but they didn't overdo it which is nice. You know, a lot of movies, they, they CGI everything to death, and that's what I was afraid was going to happen here. But they use it just the right amount, and they focus on the the story's themes of healing. So a pretty good movie there, three stars for The Secret Garden.
0: All right, and is uh, this a feel-good movie with that healing remark added in? Uh,
1: yes, very much a feel-good movie. This was supposed to open theatrically back in April, And because of the coronavirus, it got delayed, and the studio said, well, we'll just make it available on demand instead. So that's available starting today. But, yeah, it's definitely a feel-good movie. Uh, Probably not for younger children. The pace of it is a little slower than a lot of family films are. So it might be more appropriate for, like, 9 or 10 and up. I certainly wouldn't sit a 5-year-old down in front of it.
0: Okay. Another film you have looked at, I Used to Go Here.
1: Yeah, this is a movie people probably have not heard about. It debuts On Demand today, too, and this is my pick of the week. Uh, This movie stars Gillian Jacobs, who is probably most famous for the TV show Community, where she played Britta. And in this movie, she plays an author whose new book has come out to poor reviews and even worse sales, and she gets invited to go back to her college alma mater for a book reading, and during the week that she's there, she has a lot of very funny, uh, cringeworthy kind of adventures, and in the process discovers how her career went off track and what she might be able to do to get it back where she wants it to be. And, uh, you know, they say that you're less likely to laugh out loud when you watch a movie alone because laughter is contagious. I watched this movie alone, and I laughed out loud probably at least six or ten times.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, th- I know exactly what you're talking about. I, ye- I yell at the TV all the time when there's no one there to hear it. So, right. okay, I used to go here. And you say, and again, may- maybe, a, maybe a through line through your um, uh, discussions today, this idea that this movie sort of has a moral and uh, sort of a, a, and a feel-good lesson.
1: Absolutely. A lot of movies have the message that you can't go home again. And this movie flips that on its ear. It says you can go home again, and if you feel lost, sometimes going back to the time and the place where you felt the happiest is a great way of hitting the reset button. So uh, it's a very, very funny movie, but it's also a movie with some substance to it. So that one's three and a half stars from me. And Gillian Jacobs gives one of the best performances of the year. I know she will never get an Oscar nomination because it's a small little indie film, but she really is phenomenal in this movie.
0: All right. I used to go here. All right. Write that down. I used to go here. All right. And she dies tomorrow.
1: Yes, this is a very interesting movie because for the first 15 minutes, I thought I was going to hate it, and then once I figured out what they were doing, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, This is a, I'm not going to lie here, it's artsy. It's kind of an artsy horror film about a young woman who, for whatever reason, comes to the belief that this is her last day on Earth, and that the next day she is doomed to die. And her fear starts to spread to the other people in her life. Her fear spreads to her sister, who then thinks that she's going to die tomorrow, and her sister goes and interacts with other characters, and they start to believe it. So it's sort of like a a contagion or a virus thriller, but instead of something that's airborne or something that makes you physically sick, these people all get something that makes them think that they are about to face imminent demise.
0: Eh, Okay, well, I won't ask for any spoilers, but I'm sure it just deteriorates from there.
1: Yeah, it's It's kind of a movie that's more about mood and tone and atmosphere. But if you've ever had one of those moments in life, you know, most of us don't really think about death too much because it would be depressing if we did. But if you've ever had one of those moments, like in the middle of the night or something, where you wake up and you start thinking about dying and then you get, like, all panicky about it that's what happens to the characters in this movie. And, uh, you know, imagine that feeling not going away. So this is really a great big anxiety attack of a movie. Uh, It's artsy. It, It can be a little challenging at times to figure out what's going on, and you don't necessarily get any concrete answers about what caused this. But uh, if you like things that are adventurous and different and interesting, uh, She Dies Tomorrow is pretty cool, so I give that three stars as well.
0: All right, great. ILC.com, if folks want to go back and review these. Plus, uh, the review that's on the website is considerably longer and more detailed. Uh, And there's no spoilers in your reviews, am I correct in that?
1: Yeah, that's correct. I write everything spoiler-free. If for some reason I feel like I can't discuss it without spoiling something, I give you a spoiler alert so you can stop reading if you don't want to know. But, yeah, you're generally safe reading my reviews.
0: Gotcha. Okay, fabulous. Well, that, well that'll help people make some selections this weekend. Disney pulled the plug on a theatrical release of Mulan. We have that in the entertainment news this week. Elaborate on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we're talking about when theaters are going to reopen, and it's all been hanging on Tenet and Mulan. Well, Disney pulled... Something that was a little surprising this week, uh, they decided that they are not going to pursue a theatrical release for Mulan. Instead, they're going to make it available on Disney Plus, their streaming service, next month. But there is a hitch. In order to watch it, you have to have a Disney Plus subscription. But you also have to pay a thirty dollar fee to watch it. And once you pay that thirty dollar fee, it's unlocked permanently, and you can watch it, you know, forever, as many times as you want. But it's going to cost you $30 plus the cost of a month of Disney Plus if you want to see Mulan.
0: Hmm. Okay, so that's like buying the DVD in a manner of speaking.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Sure, like buying the DVD or the Blu-ray. Now, obviously, if you're buying a a DVD, it's something you've probably seen if you're spending $30 and know you'll watch again. In this case, you have to pay $30 to even take a chance on it, which might be a hesitation for some people. Uh, But this is a surprise because these live-action Disney remakes have been... Incredibly uh, profitable around the world. So the fact that they're not pursuing a theatrical release for this, I think, is kind of notable.
0: Okay, and is this going to be a trend, this idea of having to be a subscriber? You know, we've seen a lot of films are, you know, just on one platform, but then an additional fee, a high fee to own it. That's completely different.
1: Yeah, that's new, and this is going to be a litmus test. If it works, a lot of other movies and studios might do the same thing. Disney Plus, if only a Portion of the people who subscribe to it, if only like 40% of the people who subscribe to Disney Plus rent this thing, it will make a ton of money. So the potential for profit is there. uh, But, you know, it could also go on the downside too. People could say, no, I'm not going to pay $30 to rent a movie. So we'll have to see, but it could change things.
0: And have you seen Mulan yet?
1: Uh, no, they have. They screened it for Critics in Cities back when it was originally supposed to open in March, uh, and they have not screened it for us yet with the uh, premiere on Disney Plus, imminent. but I do suspect that they will screen it for me because they've been showing me their recent films in advance. So,
0: And when does that come to Disney Plus?
1: September, I want to say it's the 14th, somewhere around the middle of September.
0: Okay, so that's still coming up, so that might be a while till we know more about that. All right, finally, John Carpenter, you say, receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award?
1: Yes, the great director, John Carpenter, maker of so many classic films in the horror genre, Halloween, Christine, Escape from New York, The Fog. Uh, he is being honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award at this year's Fantasia International Film Festival. Uh, that's a festival that celebrates genre films from around the world. I've been fortunate enough to cover that festival the last three years, and it's really, really great. And I cannot think of a more deserving recipient of their award than John Carpenter.
0: Okay, and just the fact that there is a Fantasia International Film Festival is news to me, so i got to pay attention to all these uh, these sorts of things more often. Well, movie Mike McGranahan, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for all your up. You've really made uh, at-home viewing a little less risky and a little more enjoyable. So we appreciate that very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. His appearance always is sponsored by the Campus Theater, Lewisburg.